48 minutes of dogs barking podcast turns one years old this week. Congratulations to Jason and Brian on your one year anniversary on your super duper podcast. This is Joe from Joey's World Tour. Big shout out to y'all. That is great. Congratulations, you guys. That is awesome. I know it's a lot of work podcasting, so good for you. Keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Get up every day and be like uh, Ric Flair. Be like a wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, limousine, riding, jet airplane, flying, good looking son of a guns. So take care and um, all the best to you, my friends. And maybe someday I can be on your podcast. That'd be super duper cool, huh? 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 Jason and Brian, or better known as 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, it's Joey from Joey's World Tour! All right, muchachos, take care. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary on the podcast. All the best. Have a great summer. Have a great holiday season coming up. And all the success to 48 Minutes of Dog Barking. 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 48 Minutes. My my least favorite ones are the ones where it's like, hey, it's John Elway and uh, Kaylee. Uh, have a have a great sweet sixteenth. I hope your your big day's a, a touchdown. Yeah, and you know, you're like, fuck, <laughs> that was three hundred bucks. Yeah. Should we get Bam Margera? Is he on? Oh. Is he on camp? Two hundred fifty bucks for Bam Margera. Yeah, so uh, ape. <laughs> I, lost, I lost all my money, ape. I shouldn't joke. I like watched a um, like ninety minute documentary on YouTube about him uh, <laughs> okay. last week, and it's just really depressing. Yeah, um, like maybe you shouldn't make. F- I mean, yeah. kind of. I mean, yeah. it is kind of funny. He went on Come Town, and then like his <laughs> life immediately spiraled downwards. Yeah, it seems like a a, a series of bad decisions. Have, but have you ever listened to that episode? I don't think I have. It's, no. It's amazing. Well, uh, thank you again to Joey's World Tour for taking my money and for uh, doing that wonderful intro to the show. So it's 48 minutes of dogs barking, as the man mentioned. You know, and it's two minutes long. We can uh, mine it for AI. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry, Joey. finally have him do that that whole bit that you that you did on the the episode that that never aired that was our first that's why i got joey for the last time who wants to get no 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 fuck it and the more i learned about joey's world tour is like yeah the guy's annoying but i don't know at the time i didn't know anything about him right i was like uh just 
understood what you presented to me. And now that I know something more about him through other podcasts and yeah. you, um, it's like maybe he didn't, doesn't necessarily deserve that. No, that anger and and uh, it was venom. damn funny though. It, yeah, it was I mean, damn funny. You know. uh, but yeah, that was our first. That was our first episode. Was was Joey's world tour. We we didn't really know what we were doing. We, I still have the raw audio, and uh, maybe on the Patreon we'll drop that one for 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 the oh, for the super fans maybe. But uh, yeah, the super fans, yeah. Ken, my girlfriend, uh, right. <laughs> So it has been a year, man. That's wild to think about. Isn't it? And we still haven't done a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days we'll do one and we'll you know. we'll do one that's good. <laughs> we did one that was good. You just forgot to record God it. God damn it. You're gonna kill <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yes, he, he's right. By the way, it's it's, it's very true. Well, today's episode uh, hopefully will be. Uh, you, you're you are recording, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. I am. I am. Rec- Christ Almighty! Don't do that to me again. Call um, me a clock. Yeah. <laughs> Has been one of those days. I just spent like an hour and a half selling blueberries on the corner. Is that a euphemism? No, for it something? is not a euphemism. My my kids went to my in laws' farm in Belleville, picked a bunch of blueberries, and then we went and sold them uh, right, right there in Tower Grove, and they made eighty bucks. God damn, hustling, hustling. How many how many blueberries do they have? They have two pints and two quarts left. They had. Six quarts and three pints. So we, we, and then we also turned a bunch into some baked goods. Mm-hmm. So the baked goods sold out real fast. Of and course. Then, and then the, it was pints and quarts. Yeah, the sun got to me, I think. I'm a little, yeah, little you're whack. Looking, you're oh, yeah. a little uh, swarthy. <laughs> you, are you, you mean like an Italian? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, hear I work, I work with a guy back, who's, so. who's Sicilian. Yeah. He's very proud of it. Yeah. In his early 50s, and he likes to tell me stories about, you know, like, yeah, you know, back in the day growing up on, oh, the, yeah. on yeah. the hill, uh-huh. you'd see some guy, some gangbanger walking across King's Highway, and you see the d- come out with the bats and say, hey, <laughs> turn it back around. Mm-hmm. And um, just like, this conversation started out with you saying, like, it's kind of cool that I'm dating a mixed girl. Like, how did, how did we get here? <laughs> You're, you're you're looking like uh, you're on the wrong side of King's Highway. Is like, that what you're saying? Okay, all right. <laughs> Looks like you're uh, a little lost there, but you come back over to our side. We got the slick back hair today, so you yeah. got the the loud shirt. I do, yeah, yeah. I'm collecting these. I don't know what the deal is. I I I think it was when I went to Mexico uh, right around this time last year. I was like, <laughs> we went to Mexico and learned that shirts come in colors. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> well, that shirts didn't necessarily have to be flannel. I think was what I was what I learned. Well, you know, a hard lesson for us Midwestern men. Oh yeah, especially uh, you know Midwestern men in the emo and and indie scenes, yeah. in the early '90s, late 2000s. You know, like there are shirts other than flannels. What? There's there's things other than flannels and Western shirts. <laughs> Oh, I used to have some of those. Those I, were really I nice. still have a few. They don't fit me, yeah, but I mean, yeah, me neither. There's nothing really better than a good Western shirt. I'm no, still yeah, belief. with the with the little piping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got stuff. the perloid buttons. Oh, love those. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both uh, own a. Hey, check us out. We're wearing our Western shirts, and we're listening to the new trailer, Dead. Uh, yeah, we got opinions about dinner. So this is a piece. <laughs> oh, this is a piece. Is hey, it- get that vampire weekend out of here. <laughs> the only A-punk I want to hear is Joey Ramone. Oh. Oh. 
I don't, why did I do dice? I don't know why I, I did dice. I think that's kind of where it was going. Well, um, in the New York Times, for whatever reason, in the style section, they decided to go into, here's the headline, is it a meal, a snack? No, it's girl dinner. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Women across TikTok are showing off their supper snack plates made by one person for the consumption and enjoyment of one person. This is by far the dumbest fad article that I've read in a while. Yeah. That's called having a snack. Yeah. That's called having a snack. It looks like a... A charcuterie. I was going to say, like, it just looks like an improvised charcuterie board. And, like, yeah. that's fine. You know, so it's, like, all, like, veggies and cheese. So was it applying that women are, like, you know, like, uh, something that stumbles out of the woods to eat <laughs> something from a fear and then and then goes back? Like a deer? I think that is, yeah. So in the article by Jessica Roy, typical girl dinners include may include some kind of fruit a block of cheddar, sliced salami, a sleeve of fancy crackers, and a dish of olives. Girl dinner is, quote, both chaotic and filling, as one TikTok commenter put it, requiring none of the forethought, cooking, or plating demanded by an actual meal. You show me one person who is eating alone who is doing fucking plating. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, is yeah. no, there is no plating involved. No preparation, just vibes, says another uh, commenter. And, you know... Yeah. I've had my fair share of, you know, because I used to work overnights. So I was out here. I was doing a work from home. And, yeah, I've had my fair share of what I refer to as chip dinner, where oh, you just God. have a, just a just, bag of chips chip for dinner, dinner. Or you get, like, the salsa yeah. and the chips, and you just kind of just keep doing that process. And you're like, oh, time to fill this back up. <laughs> All right, I am no longer full. It's time to go back to uh, watching TV. Right. Or, or just, like, go back to work or go to bed or the, the the Parisian thing of just like a meal being bread and cheese yeah. you know, and some wine. That's, that sounds beautiful. It really does, especially, oh, a nice bread. Anyway, mm -hmm. I have a I have a problem with bread. Oh, we made some made some pasta last weekend, and as, as we're finishing it off, I'm like, I'm going to eat fucking bread. Oh, want no fucking bread now? No fucking bread? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God damn. Yeah. It's like a horse kicked me in the head. Yep. You gotta have. I'm sorry. You gotta yeah, have. It's gotta just have a, good bread or yeah. good cheese. Okay, so there is one person who claims uh, to have invented it. It was uh, Olivia Marr, a showrunner's assistant, currently out of work with the, uh, the writer strike. Yeah, she posted a video. This is my dinner. I call this girl dinner, um, and it has since spread through TikTok. Very odd. And they're trying to make a whole big thing of it. Cooking dinner has been a woman's role. No, this is just lazy food. What are you? Yeah, what are you doing? You're like, fuck it. It's been a long ass day. Right. What's, what do I got in the fridge? Okay, that looks good. That's right. Like a, that's that's like a meal, right? Like that's like at least 500 calories, right? And what's even funnier is at the end of this article, Jessica Roy says, "You may be wondering, by contrast, what boy dinner might look like." It's a calf skull and a monster energy drink that's been in the sun all day. <laughs> that's even that's an even better response than what she found because she dug deep. Brian Lee says, quote, frozen pizza, deli meats, potato chips, no vegetables. That's not entirely incorrect. I mean, I, I, I enjoy, a, a, you know, carrots or celery or whatever. But, yeah, I, I can I can see it. I can learning, see it happening. Learning all the different things you can put ranch dressing on. You know, <laughs> like we've all had those struggle moments. That's it's guilt. Uh, that's guilt. I, I mean, say, like a boy meal is just a struggle meal yes. without the guilt. Pretty much. Yeah. With, with even, I would say, some enthusiasm. Making ramen, you're like, you know what? Fuck it, just throw out the packet, squirt some ketchup on there. No, ramen's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if you got a little, uh, you know, uh, soy sauce or some kind of, you know, yeah. something, something that's not the some kimchi that's been back of the fridge mm. for a couple winters. Any other weird stuff going on? 
actually TikTok related. Uh, have you seen these TikTok lives where it's, uh, well, someone doing? No, she deleted the tweet. No, she deleted the tweet because she was like it was becoming meta in a way that she did not like, and that other tweets based off of her tweet were also going viral. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, essentially, the 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 tweet is that uh, whenever I see a TikTok live, I think I'm losing my mind. And yeah, I'm seeing the end of, of of society or something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, the clip comes from a live stream of Pinky Doll, uh, a a TikTok Instagram OnlyFans creator, who has a whole thing about being an NPC. Every time that someone is on her live stream and donates, she does a reaction to it, and it's a reaction that's ca- canned. Mm-hmm. So. Gang Gang is for some some one of the icons. The other one is uh, ice cream, yummy, doing like the slurp sound. Uh, yeah. Bad, amazing. Mmm, ice cream so good. Mmm, ice cream so good. And all the while, she's popping popcorn on a hair straightener. <laughs> it's, a, it's very fucking weird. There's a whole thing, and and apparently it's not just this pinky doll, but apparently there's people all through TikTok are monetizing this idea. I'm going to perform in a series of exaggerated and repeated gestures like an NPC in a video game based on the donations I get and the icons that come up for me. Uh, there was one that I found where it was, you know, uh, I have it here somewhere. Is it the Asian one? The, <laughs> yes. Can you watch her while I smoke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's just making like generic anime girl sounds. But, yeah. but then like, no spicy. That was the one that caught my eye. like, what the hell? And she goes full like gremlin voice. Like, no spicy. And apparently they make money off this. This this is the thing that really... I, I'm actually kind of, like, mad. <laughs> You're mad. I've been told by, like, people in my family, kind of like, you know, if you've been born a little bit earlier, yeah, you know, the things that you wanted to do with your life, you probably would have been a little bit more successful with. And I feel like if I had been born maybe, like, five years later, <laughs> I could have been a weirdo on the internet in a way that would have been really successful. Because, like, yeah... That you I'll, could monetize? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I kind of came up in, like, the spot where it was, like, really hard to monetize being a weirdo on the internet. Yeah. In your early 20s, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and now it's like, yeah, if you're, like, 22 or, like, 25 mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I got a ring light and uh, <laughs> I've done poppers before. Yeah, let's, right. let's, you know. Let's spend three hours just making some money. Yeah. Yeah, right. making some weird noises, looking like Bowserette. I think that one girl is dressed as Pikachu. Very, yeah, just like okay, all right, this is what we're doing, I guess. And I will come across those on 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 TikTok, and I don't because it comes up in your 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 for you in your in mm-hmm. the suggested feed, but it doesn't show you the icons unless you're in the live. So yeah. it, it'll show you like a preview of the live, and you're like, that's weird. Move on, move on. Why is this person uh starring gochujang? Right, or like yeah. l- licking the air, like the, the there's an ice cream cone somewhere. It's very bizarre. It's yeah, upsetting. Another piece of upsetting news is, uh, are you familiar with Archive of Our Own, AO3, as it's colloquially known? Uh, I'm not. I've, I've heard of it, but uh, enlighten me. So Archive of Our Own is a very, 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 very popular fan fiction uh, site. So so AO3, formative for a lot of Tumblr teens, a lot of people who grew up uh, writing their own fiction uh, on this site, and it's it's chock a block with a lot of horny stories, oh, okay. and uh, it's very 
um, it's open to everyone. And there's, I mean, I think on, on last track, there was like millions of stories out there on AO3. Well, this week, they were hit with a wave of distributed denial of service attacks, also known as a DDoS. Mm-hmm. A DDoS is malicious, usually. Like nine times out of ten, if something is hit with, with a denial of service attack, it means that someone has pointed a piece of software at it to ping it a million times a second to get the server to go down. So someone wanted to take archive of our own off the internet, like on purpose. Right. Well, what's really bizarre is that a group claiming to be a Sudanese arm of 4chan's anonymous is claiming responsibility for it. Wow. I don't understand why Sudanese 4chan users would want archive of our own off the web, but they claimed it would persist for up to 24 hours and issued a ransom demand for $30,000 worth of Bitcoin, which I don't think is even one whole Bitcoin. That'd be like 1.1 or 1.2. Oh, it's a little over one. Okay. AO3 is owned by a group called the Organization for Transformative Works. It's essentially a a company that that does a lot of stuff with fan fiction and and that kind of culture. They basically said, we're not paying the ransom. AO3 is now back online. Anonymous Sudan has been around, at least recently, doing other DDoS attacks against Microsoft. What we would think of as big targets. Yeah. It's a niche site. Yeah. And, and, and it's such an odd thing. And now, of course, there's people claiming that Anonymous Sudan is a front for some Russian group. But again, who would want to take fan fiction off the web? This, uh, your horniness is haram. Well, that's true. That's fair. I kept seeing posts that like, AO3 is down and I, I can't sleep because I need my stories. And that was, the, <laughs> it was both sad, funny, and heartbreaking. I don't know. <laughs> I can't go to sleep without reading about Harry Potter getting railed in a sundress. I don't, it's just, you know. <laughs> you know, come slut, Harry. <laughs> Instead of the sorting hats, the sorting cock ring. I don't know. <laughs> The fact that so many people that I followed on social media were really upset by this was eye-opening. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that many people read, uh, you know, all this smut. All right, well. I mean, uh, apparently, like, one of the longest bits of fan fiction is Fallout Esquiteria. Oh, wow. It's a My Little Pony Fallout fan no. fiction. No. No, it's Equestria. Equestria no, sorry. <laughs> oh, I only know that because my daughter watched the show when she was four. Oh boy, uh, I had to put that disclaimer in there because otherwise you'd get the wrong idea about me. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like I only know about it because of my full-grown adult friends. Sure. And um, do they read it? Is that what you know about? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. One of them did. Yeah. Also, the terrible Jeopardy guy. He was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The one where people found his wife's Twitter account and was talking about how, like, he had poor hygiene and had, like, ants on him. Oh, God. But uh, I think one of her tweets alludes to, like, reading that, that fanfic. Arthur Chu. Arthur, Arthur Chu. Yeah. Probably the quickest person ever to block me. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. gotta watch that documentary. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It what is, is it called? This is Arthur Chu or something? Who is Arthur Chu? Okay, that's Arthur, Arthur Chu, a okay. sad man. Very sad man. Well, speaking of sad men, Ron Gronkowski apparently getting annoyed at the baby Gronk phenomenon, basically saying that they are gonna, he's gonna cease and desist the baby Gronk people. 
is Gronkowski the new risking? <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. That's right. Uh, former NFL tight end Rob Gronkowski said things have gone too far. Four weeks ago, my brother told me, did you see baby Gronk yet? Did I see him? I go, his dad fucking hit me up like 500 times already. He goes, don't do anything. The dad is so annoying. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, it's coming out everywhere. And me and my brother are dying laughing. Uh, Yeah. Gronkowski says that the baby Gronk social media personality has gone too far. Quote, it's to the point where it's awkward. We are cease and desisting baby Gronk's dad. Uh, Jake San Miguel, by the way, uh, who fiercely controls his son's social media personality, uh, this courtesy of Vice. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, including, did you see this one? The, him directly telling what the son to say on, on a podcast? No. He was, doing a, he was doing an interview with somebody. It was just one of those things where he goes, no, 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 don't say that. Say this. Ask that again, bro. Say, and then he's telling the son, say, man, what kind of question is that? Have you seen my answer? Like, he's trying... <laughs> It's such like a pageant mom type of situation mm-hmm. with this baby Gronk dude and his dad. That kid's going to like commit suicide. Or I think... Sarin gas a mall. I don't know. Honestly, I think like the the best outcome for that kid mm. is he just does something that doesn't involve sports. Like he gets into yeah. printmaking. Right. Like he just... He's just like, man, fuck this. Yeah. Starts a noise band, you know. Go, <laughs> start, starts selling artisanal salsa on the corner. I don't know. Just something. Art, yeah. <laughs> does the Hannibal Buress way of life oh yeah that's right that is okay I was wondering like wait where did I get or, okay Star Salsa Company yeah started live, in a, live in a warehouse with like six dudes <laughs> Star Noise Band move to Philly buy a loft start a noise band get six or seven roommates eat hummus with them book some gigs paint Smoke clothes. Listen to Animal Collective. Start some type of salsa company. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where that came from, and damn it, that wasn't mine. All right, well, speaking of, some- it's okay. He uh, he's a landlord. Yeah, so, so he's not he's not a person. No, he's not real people. Uh, <laughs> not you- because of the other reasons that people might suggest he's not a, a I'm just person. Gonna, yeah, uh, specifically because landlord. He is, he's of the land. Land leasing class. You brought this one to my attention because I, I had almost kind of let this one wash off me, but uh, <laughs> I just I was like, oh, oh, yep. Well, isn't this isn't this quaint? Yeah, Boogie twenty nine eighty eight. Boy, I haven't thought about this guy in a long time. Maybe about a year, right? It was like it's January. Been about a year or so since yeah. I think most people have paid attention to him. Well, this here, this is uh, September twenty twenty. The, the article you reminded me of. Where uh, <laughs> YouTube content creator Stephen Boogie twenty ninety eighty eight Williams pulled a gun on a guy <laughs> uh, Frank Hassel during a tense interview with Drama Alert host Daniel Keemstar Keem. God, that was fucking Keemstar. Yep. So yeah, one of the guys came to his house with a GoPro strapped to his head. Stephen <laughs> pulls a gun on him. I like how when that first went viral, I thought like, oh, is this like a Mega sixty four bit? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's. Is this a GTA riff? Are they doing a thing? Very odd. And yeah, the the infamous <laughs> photo of Frank with GoPro on his head. So he's flipping Stephen. He's flipping Boogie the double bird with Boogie's got a handgun like at his waist, like pointed at this guy. Like yeah. get the fuck out of my house. 
he's back in the in the in the spotlight or the limelight or whatever you want to call it this week because uh, he he posted this my one and only tweet about my age. She's an adult. She's twenty. I am older. He he included, of course, a picture of the the girlfriend, leopard print top, cheetah tattoo, animal on print shoulder, on her shoulder, fifties grandma glasses. <laughs> Yeah, very much looks like a wild child who will destroy him physically. He says, but look at me, man. I'm a fat, old, and ugly as sin. When an adult woman I get along with wants to give it a shot, I am going to do the smart thing and give it a shot. If you can't handle that, tell your therapist. And of course, that's racking up you know, hundreds of quote tweets and you know, people yeah. arguing with him in his comments. It's not all that weird. I got to say that. I, I don't like the age gap conversation any more than anyone else does, but it's it's also like... She's of age. Like <laughs> she's of age. It, it like, doesn't bother me. I don't know. I, I think if you're like twenty three or twenty four, dating someone twenty that's in like twenties, probably a little weird. Weird. Think, like yeah, sure. I think like if she were thirty, mm-hmm. okay, that's just kind of odd. Yeah, I think that larger age gap. Even if y'all get along really good, like I'm not even talking about anything creepy. Just like what y'all, what y'all got in common? Yeah, who's that's the, true. Who's the stunted one? Right. And well, it's this... got to be him, right? I, mean, I that's the, oh, sure, yeah. sure. Because yeah. he's forty-eight. He's forty. God damn. So yeah, yeah, like if she like if she was thirty, this would be kind of like a non-conversation. But like, I remember being like twenty-three and going on a date with someone that was like nineteen and realizing like, oh wow, like <laughs> I got nothing here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like, oh, you lived in the world where the Simpsons were never funny. Kind of like one of those things. And like, there is a age gap with me and my girlfriend. I'm thirty. Am I 37, though? God, that's terrifying <laughs> to think about. I hate the fact that we both have to go, how old am I? Okay, God, let, me do the, let me do Because like, it's not a good number anymore. It's like when I yeah. turned like 30, you're like 32. Even when I turned 35, like, yeah, it's, you know, 35. And now 37 is like, wow, this is the point where like stuff in my body really starts failing. And stuff, ah, yes. like armpits never stop smelling. <laughs> um, but she's like 30. But there's like, yeah. we there's like, that's, there's, d- yeah. there's differences in like, life experiences like growing up and being like a young adult mm. but there's good commonality oh yeah um and obviously there's a sense of maturity but the difference between like someone who's like 20 and mm. like almost 50 like i think immaturity in life experiences i think that's a i think for most people that's too wide of a, a life yes. experience gap i think for there to be something good and healthy not saying that there can't be because yeah. most certainly for every every like Girl I knew when I was 16 that was like 17, like dang a guy that was 28 and it was really creepy. Yeah. There was always like the one where it's like, well, they seem really nice together. <laughs> like, like, yeah, there's some probably like underlying, like really fucked up, but like gets on our ass about school and like yeah. seems like not to be a shit. Maybe he's just kind of fucked up, but like there's nothing inherently fucked up about this other than the fact that there's an age gap. Yeah, that's where I start to get real weird about this age gap stuff. I'm like, well, okay. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Yeah, but but yeah, 28 years does feel right on the edge to me of like, what do you fucking talk about? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, Video games? Pretty much. I mean, that's that's what I'm assuming. The Fallout fan fiction? That's what I'm assuming. I mean, like, he, you know. Whether or not something's chuggy? <laughs> wow, it's all cap for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wendy's breakfast really hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> On God, I guess it really can be this kind of emotionally stunted thing because he's a guy who plays video games and and makes YouTube videos for a living. Yeah. So maybe there is, you know, I don't know. 
Again, it's it's not my business. Uh, but he sure opens himself up for a uh, a ton of body shots. He did, and I think he kind of told on himself later on his Twitter feed, though. He goes, yeah, well, I kind of do this every six to eight months. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you pe- Ah, <laughs> guy! Yep. <laughs> it feels like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I got worked, is what, is what Oh, you ever, you ever work yourself into a job, into a work, into a job, into a work, into a job? I th- or wherever that, however that Hulk Hogan tweet went? Oh, shit, yeah. The funniest Working part, to a shoot. Sorry. You ever, the funniest thing that Hulk Hogan has ever done is appear in court and try to tell a judge that Terry Boyega's penis is such... Like, like he was but, differentiating himself from the Hulk Hogan character, but about dick size, it was very weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think probably the best Hulk Hogan thing is the video he uploaded on the Twitter. And this is the early days of Twitter, like 2009 or 2010. And it's him in a bathroom at like a doctor's office. And yeah. I think he's got some hellacious like uh, uh, gastrointestinal situation going on. <laughs> and it's him just like, you can tell that he's sitting on a toilet oh, and he's no. just like really flushing. He's like, brother, oh, it smells so bad, brother. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible shit, brother. Ooh. <laughs> And then he signs at HH, which I always yeah. just yeah. Um, turd near my turd near my pole, dude. HH. <laughs> turd floating in the hot tub. <laughs> it's turd near the pool, I think. Oh, is he's like near turd near my pool? Oh boy! It's time for crypto scam of the week, Brian. You're listening to 48 minutes of dogs barking the podcast, and now it's time for the crypto scam of the week. I got fucking three things. Yeah. Hey, buddy, didn't you, didn't you hear the good news? What was that? Ripple's not a security. Indeed, it's not. Uh. <laughs> but here's, here's a bunch of other shit that goes against it. <laughs> exactly right. The founder of Celsius pleads not guilty to fraud charges. Alex Mashinsky pled not guilty today to U.S. fraud charges that he misled customers and artificially inflated the value of his company's proprietary token, there's courtesy of Reuters. They filed for Chapter 11 in July of 2022, so about a year ago. Customers, of course, did a bank run, I guess, and they tried yeah. to get all their money out. Mashinsky and Ronnie Cohen-Pavan, is that the Pavon-Pavan? I think, yeah. Were charged with market manipulation for the, the company's crypto token, which is known as Sell, as well as a fraudulent scheme to manipulate the price of the cryptocurrency and wire fraud related to the manipulation of the token, according to the indictment. Prosecutors allege that he personally reaped $42 million in proceeds from selling his holdings of the sell token. The U.S. Attorney Williams said at, that uh, Cohen Pavon is located abroad and is an Israeli citizen. Mm. So declined to comment whether he's going to be extradited. So we, we may not see him in a courtroom, but we certainly will see Alex Mijinsky. Ah, that's that's actually a little bit of good news, I think. Yeah, we're finally going to get all of these fuckers up against the wall. Mom, one can only help. Part two was Arkham. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? A blockchain intelligence firm called Arkham is opening an exchange where data on the identities of crypto wallet holders or owners can be traded. And requested. Yeah, decrypt.co gives us this uh, by Tim Hockey. 
and they're calling it Docs to Earn. <laughs> yeah, this, that's not going to go well. So the 30-second promo video informs the viewer that the platform will let users anonymously buy and sell information on the identities of any crypto wallet address through smart contracts. I can see no way this is going yeah, to be this, a bad this idea. I could, this is all above board. One central feature of the platform is Intel Bounties, where those who need it can offer cash to blockchain-savvy analysts who identify any crypto wallet owner's name or address. I think they mean, like, <laughs> wallet address. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. that's what they mean. Well, you know, I think with, like, serial scammers and, you know, stuff you can tie back to launchers, uh, their, you know, funding wallets... Uh, than the pulling scams yeah sure but i still feel like that nine times out of ten this is going to not be used in a way that's going to be beneficial to no, most to anyone yeah. it'll probably be used to harass people and do mm -hmm. all kinds of weird shit that we're not shut-ins enough to think about yeah absolutely well I, we may be both indoor kids but uh <laughs> we're not that indoor exactly another twitter user who goes by the handle at farp farp asked arkham if the subjects of kidnappings as an enterprise had come up in their meetings <laughs> the fuck yeah the uh the hilariously named fart quanasur the third went one step farther we are now one step closer to on-chain assassination markets mark zeller founder of aave dow service provider initiative called aave chan posted a more sober response calling the idea a massive net negative doxing is not cool and I am massively disappointed in y'all selling the ecosystem ethos for a shit coin. Yeah, fair. I mean, one of the few things I think that's actually kind of valuable about the internet is anonymity. Obviously, people use it in nefarious means. and It's a double-edged sword, for sure. sure. Yeah. If our anonymity can be bought so cheaply, then, then I think uh, how contemporarily people are using the internet, I would say, is wrong. Yeah, it, it feels like a real slippery slope. Like you're you're starting with the chain, but then there are people who are going to start doing this on you know Web 2.0 type platforms, and and, and we're going to have some real trouble on our hands. I mean, a lot of that stuff happens already. I mean, you've got yeah. people who you know spend a lot of their time doxing people in random paste bins, and like here's you know here's Chuck C. Johnson's home address or whatever. It just it it happens. It's but. a house that smells like shit. <laughs> Every floor caked in it. Just shitting out of his doo doo ass. <laughs> you can't stop it. He's got to, yeah. So, our third thing is encryption AI. Oh boy. Can you guess what they did this week? Uh, got uh, exploited? Uh, no. Are they rugged? They rugged. Encryption AI promised a Telegram bot that would provide, quote, a secure and efficient way to launch tokens. <laughs> it was going to be a platform where you can make your own tokens, from what I understand. I could see how people would buy for this because Telegram is probably the biggest platform for crypto talk as far as like sure. uh, being a first mover or being kind of like an insider uh, with probably Twitter being second. People poured in about $2 million before the developer suddenly withdrew all funds, crashing the token price by 99%. Mm. The developer reportedly posted a message to Telegram apologizing for taking the funds. This courtesy of Web3 is going great. Quote, I must confess that I have fallen into a severe addiction to online gambling and casinos. <laughs> ah, strikes again. 
Despite being only 22 years old, I have struggled to overcome this addiction, and unfortunately, I have lost nearly $300,000 over the past few months, including after the launch of Encryption AI. They added, although I cannot guarantee when or if I will be able to make amends and relaunch, I promise I will make every effort to be a better person. <laughs> Thanks! Where's my fucking money? <laughs> like, Jesus we, gotta get, we gotta get these young people off uh, that online gambling, apparently. <laughs> I swear to God, man. Jesus, fuck. I understand. So what... I'm sorry. I uh, It's like it's like at the Kia boy. <laughs> hey, I uh, just need to take my grandma to, uh-huh. to the hospital. Uh-huh. I understand if you want to scam people. That happens all the time. You want to say, I got a technology that's going to do X, Y, and Z. Get the money and go. But don't pull this shit with the gambling addiction. That's P- Just take the money. Penile implants <laughs> on the blockchain. Let's do this. It's, it's your a cyber epeen. There used to be all those jokes oh. about how your epeen was going to be. Yeah, that was that's um, it. I think we got it. One of those like little panty vibrators, but okay, but controlled by the blockchain. Controlled by the blockchain. <laughs> and there you give go. it to like uh, Riley Reed. You know, like yeah, I don't know, yeah. you know Riley Reed coin or whatever. You're, I don't know. It sounds like a solid business plan to me. I got a couple bucks. <laughs> Yeah, there's just some jokes I'm not gonna make. No, all right. no, I'm all just right, you know right. what, folks are just gonna have to wonder what's that thing I contemplated for about <laughs> a good five ten seconds. I was like, you know what, maybe some stones should remain unturned. Okay, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Here's some more of his uh, his statement. I understand it might be difficult to believe my words at this moment, <laughs> yeah. But I hope that in time, through my actions and commitment to change, I can earn your forgiveness. Aw. Where's my money? <laughs> That's nice. That's great. You've got money the right apologies, but where's the money you owe me? Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. There's, no dead, there's not even a dead cat bounce no, on that. Uh-uh, that's nothing. just... Uh, just just straight down. And that's that's seven days, too. So, like, <laughs> bonk. What we got this week there, J-Man? Well, first we have uh, Bushlight Peach. Gotta love it. But uh, second, Fat Chicks and Party Hats, Brian. Bushlight Peach? Bushlight Peach, yeah. It's their season. It's, uh, so Apple is in the fall, Peach is in the summer, apparently. How's, I forget, how's the peach? Pretty good. I remember liking the apple quite a bit. It's, it very much reminds me of a, of a Vest Peach Soda. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that kind of artificial peach flavor. It's, it's tasty. Okay. So fat chicks and party hats. Oh, oh, this is a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I, I sometimes reminisce about the the old mean internet. Yeah, well, this <laughs> this is most certainly it. Yeah, this is this is it. So, fat chicks and party hats was a. I don't even know if it's satirical. I don't even know how you how you would even qualify it. It was just mean. Uh, it was <laughs> just a. It was a website run by the pseudonymous Miguel, which is a great. Yeah, just Miguel's Fake name for early aughts internet. Miguel's fat chicks and party hats.com. And that was the entire URL. It was part of the Portal of Evil Network, along with Sean Baby Old Man Murray and a few other sites. It was literally a series of, of, of images of fat women in party hats. Like there's <laughs> there's really not much more to it on a conceptual level than that. But of course what really made it was 
the captions, and I think they chose Miguel as the pseudonymous uh, author so that the comments could be not only in broken English, but broken Spanish as well. Yeah. So here's one, I, 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 living la vida fato. We ate the prom, as you <laughs> pointed out. I, it is some creature from a swamp, blarg, blarg, blarg. That's a, that's a common uh, blarg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stupid fuck shits. Uh, I have an idea. Find my pants. I was too hungry. I ate my hat. Oh, what will you name the baby? He did kick. I am not pregnant. I am only a fatty. Full, full on. So uh, this is like kind of like uh, something awful. Cliff Jablonski hates you a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, or the fashion SWAT, mm-hmm. but less funny. I found fashion SWAT at least had some. And Cliff Jablonski, like, still. It's weird meanness. I always found to be very charming, mm-hmm. but this kind of, yeah, this is this is I think something we found that has not aged well. No, God, no. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a one yeah, note there's joke. Like, there's I really, like, I feel like there's a lot of things. Even if like it's like now it could be seen in poor taste. Like, oh, you know, it was funny back then, and this just like I think why I never really cared about fat chicks and party hats is probably because i looked at once when i was a teenager i'm like yeah this is just like mean there's no like yeah but what baffles me is that it was around for a very long time yeah (laughs) it was around for a very long time uh they of course did get a lot of hate mail much like our our episode on the uh, real ultimate power that the ninja site of course the hate mail was almost part of it here's some samples from jonathan wheeler subject fat people hello there I would like to inform you that before you continue, the fat insults run a spell checker. Fat people deserve correct wording as well. You never know when someone might devote a site to the misspellings of others, and you, my friend, have many. Signed, Jonathan. I get very much help to spell. Fatty's right to say, here is help with words because I am so nice to help stupid slur for a Mexican, slur for a mentally disabled person. I do not understand are the fatties an English teacher or a bitch? If I spell good, will you stop eat attacks? Here is a funny, funny, funny misspelling. Jonathan Wheeler is a stupid cunt spelled with a K. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these these sites really just fed off of, of hate. Generating hate mail was almost like a, a badge of honor for these guys. Uh, it's called spell check. Oh, oh, look at look at how care mad I'm making these people. Yeah, uh, here's one. John Hagen, you are the biggest loser you've I've ever come across in my entire life. You don't know how to spell, but you feel you can make fun of others who probably have brains, unlike you. Whatever happened to intellectual thought and entertainment, I'll never know. But it's people like you who should be shot. And don't try to retaliate by calling me a fatty or a homosexual or a mentally disabled person. All very original, by the way. Because I am 130 pounds on a 5'7 frame, so I am far from fat. So I guess that makes me acceptable to you. Oh, lucky me. I get the approval of someone that life is wasted on. Have a nice day. I'm sure you will get your paycheck because karma works like that. Miguel responding. My family only knows about Jesus power. Thank you for the help with karma power. Hello, I am Mr. Karma God. John Pagan gets the gold prize of karma. Hooray. He did say Miguel is a dumb speller loser, so he wins a car and table. Also, he is a fatty and a homosexual. Oh, my God, did uh, forget he is also mentally disabled. For the homosexual prize, he wins a homo butt (laughs) and a table. 
a homo button a table. Homo you know, a table. Th- th- this is probably the best part of the site. <laughs> <laughs> that and the time that beloved internet guy Sean Baby leapt to the Miguel's... The last man to have a faux hawk. Indeed. The, it leapt to his defense. This is from an old Sean Baby uh, a, a site there. Is it's been scrubbed because now of his work with the one hundred hot dog and all that, but it's still it's it's we got it. Essentially, someone who was featured on FatChicksAndPartyHats.com under the "We Ate the Prom" uh, photo mm-hmm. attempted to file a lawsuit. Now, this article, if you want to call it that, is basically Sean Baby and the Miguel character insulting this woman repeatedly mm. in response. So uh, it began Friday the 17th. A letter was sent to social media, popular social critic Miguel Roya concerning his site, Fat Chicks and Party Hats. Two days later, the same letter was forwarded to me with a request, quote, laugh at this fatty, and that is what I did. <sighs> so, yes, uh, the woman here, um, I am one of the models from your Fat Chicks and Party Hats site. Alas, you did not get my written consent to use the copyright pictures that you stole from my website. In America, this is illegal. You have used many of my images for your stupid site, and I'm speaking to an attorney. Uh, let's see here. Should you elect to remove my images, no charges will be filed. Thank you. Pretty boilerplate. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's within her rights. As of Thursday, Miguel claims he has not been contacted by, again, this is Sean Baby's words, this rampaging beast's attorney and does not know what a foreign piece of party fuck is. We assume that it has something to do with food. Okay. All right. Well, um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, a very odd hill to die on, because he devotes some real time in this A lot article. of words. Yeah. But of words, Sean Baby of... sure loved his words, you know, 20-some-odd years ago. Right. Well, now he, now he just podcasts them. It's just, it was mean. I think that's that's the main takeaway, I think. It's just, it's mean. It's um, mean, but not even, like, really funny. No, not really. He goes on a whole thing about... Maybe when one of these people apply for a job, the interviewer says, oh, my, according to a Mexican teenager's website, it says here you are made of ham. I'm afraid there's no place in our company for someone made of ham at this time. Like, all right. (laughs) He got him once with the made of ham joke, and then you got to just... And I remember laughing at this. I remember thinking this was the funniest shit to this day. I I don't understand why. Like, I I think because it was just the internet was an outlet pre social media mm. pre-complete over-corporatization for people who felt like marginalized maybe they didn't have like a good home life maybe mm. like they they were aggrieved in some way yeah they weren't popular at school they had a mm. hard time socially this is a place where they could kind of get their one they get one up on someone else someone else uh, maybe I'm a loner virgin Mexican kid and mm-hmm. Potosi or some shit, but at least I'm not a fat chick that works a terrifyingly dull office job. And here's a photo of her in a party hat. Right. You know, um, I, I think that's like the basic premise. So they were featured in entertainment weekly and Maxima looks like, uh, I think that's a Photoshop cover. It says, oh. what's the best thing about the web? Okay. Besides fat chicks and party heads. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, they weren't featured in any real context. It was a piece that Jessica Shaw would put in every every issue uh, called the Shaw Report in five minutes ago and out. So things that were cool, things that were not really right, that right. cool, things that were out. And this one here, in local personal dressmaker, 
five minutes ago, mass-consuming vintage, outgoing bankrupt for couture. That one still holds up 23 years later. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. In amihotornot.com. <laughs> five minutes ago, fatchicksandpartyhats.com. Out mulletsgalore.com. I don't know. I got to say uh, mullets galore probably outlasted all of those. Let's see here. Uh, in the, the ape drape will never die. No, no. I mean, it, the minute Vandals wrote a song about you, you, you know you got it made. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Ralph Magazine. Huh. Let's see here. Mexican webmaster Miguel has fat chicks on the brain. The fat chicks have party hats on their heads. Uh, so this is an interview, supposedly with this Miguel guy. What's with the site? Is there a higher purpose? Miguel responds, the purpose is to warn the snacks. You are a snack. To a fatty, you are a, do- a donut in butter pants. Are you a secret chubby chaser? See, yes. like, see, like, to warn the snacks is a very, like, early aughts witticism, a retort. Yeah. Uh, but then it goes into a range that's not funny. Yeah, it's just, you take it too far, like, there's a, yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. How many people are, you, are trying to sue you? Only five, but all are very, very fat. It means the total are 90 people. Just, I, and this was, you know, like if he just said oh, only five, but they are very fat, would have been like, again, like, it's putting a hat on a hat. I think, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, you're ruining your own bit. And I didn't say you should do humor like this, but if you're going to do it, like, the, your artistry is, is lacking. Yeah. The, the brevity is the soul of wit type of deal. Yeah. Like, you really got to hone that stuff. But, I mean, you know, he's Miguel and we're not. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what's, I don't. what's that tell you? Yeah. All right, Brian. What you got for me, Chief? Enough mirth and merriment. <laughs> Enough mirth and merriment. This shock.jpg. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Your mom's least favorite segment of the show. This here on our shock.jpg segment is called Two Friends, One Fish, Brian. It's a 41-second video. Okay. On the Meat Spin Network. So we know it's quality. Yes. It's two gentlemen, one of whom is holding a, a, a fish up to the crotch of the other one, who has inserted his member into the fish's mouth. <laughs> and pretty much it. <laughs> it's it's just, it goes on for an uncomfortably long period of time. It they just gotta ends. be Dutch. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's just, man, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Two guys, two guys, <laughs> two guys one fish. I, I try not to, you know, do any zoophilia stuff, but that one was just too goddamn bizarre. Yeah. There have always been those jokes, you know, like if you've, you've seen that happy fisherman drawing from like yeah. decades ago where it's oh, a yeah. guy's fishing, but the fish is blowing him. It's surreal because it's like, this, okay, well, I get, uh, yeah, like that's, it's, that's <laughs> a, what I think is happening Yeah, is exactly what's happening. Yeah. So I, I my question is when they're done with that, because that's like, it's not a bad looking fish. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that you know, you, you know, a, a middle manager, a, a car dealership might, you know, take home and uh, have taxidermy put up on a plaque. You know, uh, this is a fish I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put up a good fight, but I busted in him deep. <laughs> oh, uh, or yeah. do you catch and release so you can come back next week? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's... Like the episode of King of the Hill where they they catch the fish with crack, but it's. it's now, Bobby, be very careful. Take your penis out. 
and gently put in the fish's mouth. That's good. But, Dad, I don't want... Bobby? (laughs) You're going to fuck that fish, God damn it. God damn it, Bobby, you're going to fuck that fish. Well, so they did identify the guy. uh, (laughs) 27-year-old... I, I, I would never want to be identified. I know. This is the guy that fucked the fish. Uh, 27-year-old Florin Rada, however, Rada claimed otherwise and threatened lawsuits against Romanian television stations if they labeled the man in the video as him. Uh, in 2014, the Metro published an article, Bizarre Video of Man Having Sex with Fish Goes Viral. Uh, it also appeared on the Daily Dot, Gawker, and other places. As like, wow, look at the weirdos kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was two friends, one fish. I was wrong. It's not two guys, one fish. Two friends. Two friends. It's important. Fish. There was they a bond identi- that was being forged there in the fish fucking. <laughs> they didn't identify the guy who was holding the fish. And like, maybe he had nothing to do. Maybe he was just holding the fish. And the other guy's like, I'm just going to fuck the fish's mouth. <laughs> I don't know. There seemed to be a little bit of like, is that okay? Am I moving this right? Uh, this look and this. Anyway, it's very. <laughs> this- smile on his face there says it all yeah um, just that's like that smile you would give like in grade school you're like i'm not gonna get detention for this and like <laughs> 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 oh i got detention fish and wildlife ain't gonna give me for this yeah <sighs> that's such a weird one all right well that was our uh shocked out jpeg i think now it's time of course for your mom's favorite part of the show that's the breath mint. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. You saw uh, Melanie, Mar- Melanie Martinez, I understand. Melanie Martinez, yes. Uh, she performed a uh, sold-out show here at uh, St. Louis Music Park in uh, the suburbs. I know. Maryland yeah. Heights. Out there in the burbs. Out in the burbs on Monday, if I didn't say that already, on the 10th. That's live up on the artsstl.com. That was that was an interesting one because yeah. I think that's probably the longest line I've ever waited. <laughs> and to any get show, in there? I'm thinking I'm thinking like even like waiting for the gates at like Ozfest. Really? And like warp tour and stuff. I think uh Well those festival days people kinda come and go. I, I, sure, I, but like usually even like it, it, the gate open, like there's pretty good crowd. I mean like it's stretched around the side of the building on the sidewalk. Yeah. Went down to one of like the like gates that like um like employees use. Yeah. And doubled back and then into the parking lot. Wow. So uh That's a lot of people. That was a lot of people. And um I forgot that young people, regardless of the weather, will wear like the most uncomfortable clothing for I saw a lot of young women female identifying individuals wearing stuff that was like vintage like like uh, silk nightwear but with like bondage stuff like kind of like the Billie Eilish yeah. Vogue cover shoot from a, a couple of years ago um, and I saw lots of dudes that looked like wet subway sandwiches with these girls <laughs> that were dressed like really like had these really beautiful like intricate well done like kind of like forest hippie rave girl outfits um, yeah. with like you know these cool designs like on their faces and like all you know all this neat stuff and I think the one thing like it was so fucking hot out yeah and I got my press pass and I'm waiting in line with people and I like you know I get not to skip ahead too much but like I get in the other side of the gate and talk to some other people with press passes and they're like oh you like wait in the line like yeah I don't know I put skin in the game and they're like well you just like could talk to someone they would put you through the metal detector quicker I'm like I don't know man because I tried doing that and I just kind of got that face where people want to argue with me right and like 
it's never good if you've got a press pass and your first interaction with someone at the venue is an argument. Yeah. And I'm yeah. apparently just a guy. People look at me like, I want to <laughs> give this motherfucker a hard time. So I'm I know I do every line. week. So, yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so I wait in the line and at the switchback, uh-huh. there's like this seven-year-old girl with like, it looks like her older sister. Mm. And they're passing me. And on this little girl's shirt is the suicide roller coaster. Mm. And beneath that, it says in big white text, everyone dies. Jesus. <laughs> I was just like, what the, what the fuck? All right. Uh, you know, and um, <laughs> seven year old. Yeah. You know, geez. so there's just like all like lots of very like early aughts, hot topic fashion. Sure. Which was it seems up- to be the, upsetting because yeah. like, oh, cool. So how we dress like idiots. Yeah. Like you probably went on like Grailed or Depop and spent way too much money. Yes. Like on those kickwares and shit like that. And uh, probably the best outfit I saw of anyone there was this dude who had like patchwork jinko flares. Oh no. Okay. All right. And he was wearing like a wife beater with like the silver ball necklace. Okay. And he was wearing a very loose crochet top. Okay. And he had bleached hair with it like gelled down his f- to like like the misfits thing. Kind of more like like high school poor bully in the early aughts. Okay. Like okay. every every kid that called me a f- in high school had the same haircut which was like really short like the um guy from er the the fucking guy who played batman no george clooney the george clooney haircut but instead of flipping up you just went straight down to your forehead okay awful yeah not great yeah he had that bleached like look so it looked like a weird bohemian eminem where the thing that really (laughs) one that looked like a really um uncomfortable thing to be wearing like a 95 degree degree day in the midwest in a place that has no fucking tree or shade nothing uh no trees or shade but one of the patches on his knee i shit you not was the theatrical poster for silence of the lambs just like a really (laughs) weird thing I was like, well, you know, if you're really, but I was like, I was just kind of thinking like, you know what? I know this guy's a poser because it's not the crow. Oh, yeah. Anyways, you know. Well, the patchwork jinkos didn't give it away. It was the, it was the the fact that it wasn't the crow, (laughs) Uh, but he very much looked like a dude in the early aughts that was 27 that was trying to date a 16 year old and their dates were all going to the bowling alley down the street. (laughs) Um, but that was just like impressive. Like, man, that's just that is a commitment. Look. Yeah, it certainly is. There's a some look. stuff that's yeah. working there, and there's stuff that that ain't. But anyways, the show was fantastic. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I had spent a lot of time with that record, her new record, Portals, and kind of found it to be fairly well made, well produced, and well performed. She, I guess, got into. I watched part of an interview. Got into past life regression therapy okay which you know what like if you even even if you just take it half seriously that is probably going to be challenging a lot of things you think about sure and it feels like there's a lot of that being expressed on the record the album was performed front to back nothing from her older records just like just the new shit Mm. and i think one of the things that really got me about that is how many bands i have seen live even bands I love, even bands I'm friends with, if all they did was play their new record, there would be a problem. Yeah. 
for folks who live in better cities, <laughs> St. Louis is that place where the first time one of your favorite bands will ever play here is touring by the absolute worst dog shit they've ever put out. Yeah, yeah. That's generally. kind of a bad habit. I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but there's some bands that I really love, and they finally play St. Louis, and it's like the record that everyone hates. So like yeah. Pitchfork gives it a four, and it's like... We're playing it front to back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the, like, please don't play from this record. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just think that shows the confidence and the strength in the production and the yeah. record itself. In, in your article, you did say that like it feels like this was in t- the intended way it was meant to be seen kind right of thing yeah and i think like her previous record k through 12 um which she had like an hour-long movie like little like novella movie uh, that went along with it i think there's probably going to be something like that that goes with portals and so most people know melanie martinez as like the gap tooth latino lady with the two-tone like cruel de vil hair <laughs> who dresses up like somewhere between like gothic lolita and like age play fetish stuff okay like it's kind of there's some stuff in there where it's like uh like <laughs> uh, like how she like when i first photographed her in 2016 she wore like this puffy baby doll dress and the hem was kind of like just like your normal like length across her thighs but in front of her crotch it went up like above her navel <laughs> and so you could see her underwear yeah and like and she was wearing like you know i guess like boy shorts or something like that they weren't like explicit or like suggestive and i don't think there's really anything that's suggestive about her crybaby persona which is what she's been working with until this record but like i know what i look like mm-hmm. i look like if andy dick was melted down like a burrito the other photographers at this show are also guys that are uh, we're not conventionally attractive dudes and some of us maybe uh could stand to lose a few pounds and i remember just like kind of like looking in the faux pit these other guys and i just remember thinking to myself like God, i hope no one brought mike's hard lemonade no like it felt like a setup and i just wanted to fo- the, and yeah, I just chris wanted hansen's to fo- gonna show up yeah and i yeah. just wanted to photograph that show because i thought she had an interesting look yeah. And, you know, whatever. I didn't really like, I listened to a couple songs, like, okay, this is whatever. And I really showed up, like, oh, no, this isn't like just a thing that was done for the promos and the music. This is the whole aesthetic. This is the whole bit, yeah. Um, but not so much now. No, no, it's a little bit more Crystal Mommy, as my girlfriend would say. It's a little bit more synth heavy, a little bit more kind of like dark pop. Yeah, because the look from the photos that I saw, I, I think my phrasing was like, oh, okay, so it's Bjork. And a little bit of Pan's Labyrinth, a little bit of Garibaldi yeah, Toro. Yeah. Yeah. So she's uh, got the second pair of eyes. Second pair of eyes. She's also apparently wearing a a, a prosthetic bodysuit. Okay. As well as the prosthetic <laughs> on her head, the mask, which is wild. The do all of that performing in something that, like, could that's gotta not breathe at all. Yeah. She. It, no. uh, I think there was there was a couple of times where. The person when the keyboard players like had a theremin, the theremin solos came in a little bit for I think so she could get some water, <laughs> get um, off stage for a minute, yeah. But, um, well, it was hot, you know, you're, I mean, you're in all that stuff, yeah. yeah. One of the things that was asked by her representation photographing this show was to not publish any photos where you see the separation between the mass prosthetic and her face. That made the photos I chose to publish a little tough. And yeah. I probably pushed a couple foes that her representation won't be wild about, but I had to think of, okay, what if I look at this photo, like I, you know, I would walk away from the foes from a bit 
like go like you know do a chore or something in my yeah. apartment and come back and like okay i look at this photo is this separation distracting because sometimes there's foes i liked but there was too much of a shadow because lighting of the mask onto her cheek and that's distracting and unfortunately i have some really really great foes of her during one of the interludes where her backup dancers grab like this basket and she like throws looks like little like felt mushrooms at the crowd <laughs> and i just happened to be and i knew she would do this during the song okay and just to put this out there and i'll give credit to her and her handlers and her people that are putting this tour together every photographer set of photographers in every city had different block of songs they photographed and for music photography is traditionally the first three songs so we had songs 10 11 and 12 Okay. It was 13 songs for the first part of the performance, and there's three songs for the encore, which is like... Oh, so you, you got to shoot the near the end. Near the end. And those were those three songs were Moon Cycle, Nymphology, and Evil, which are probably three of the strongest songs on that record. And so um, at the end of Nymphology, there's this interlude that's like just like a beat that her boyfriend had and she put some vocals to it and it's actually kind of totally a little different than the rest of the record but it's fun and it's whatever it's her kind of being bratty kind of being a little more crybaby where the rest of the record is a little bit more introspective and kind of less bratty a little bit more mature i think is the word that most people are using so i got foes of her she's right in front of me and i've got my wide i got my wide my zoom at its widest which is like 24 millimeter 28 millimeter She's tossing these out, and I've got these foes of her, like, throwing. And I know from how she's postured that she sees my lens, and she wants to be, like, centered right over me. Yeah. But the problem is, because of that prosthetic and because of the angle, uh. I can, like, see her own ears. Oh, and not the, yeah. And, and, and so the prosthetic doesn't look right. Yeah. And so... I'm not going to publish that photo because obviously there's a lot of time and thought that's been put into this presentation. To oh, this clearly, yeah. As much as I like that photo, I don't think it's appropriate. It doesn't. It doesn't do anyone any favors for that to be out there, right? Um, Which maybe, is a shame because that, that sounds like it's. There's a couple cool photos I took in that in that moment, and so that's the kind of thing you just kind of hold on and maybe like a couple years from now you'd be like, you know, here's she works onto a different aesthetic, right? Um, and you can kind of open that up. Yeah. yeah. Last thing I want to say. Before we move on to your things, oh, I know no, I'm being a little long-winded here. One of the things I really picked up also kind of listening to this record is that people um, have these interesting point of comparisons like Carly Rae Jespin and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really listen to a lot of her music, but I don't know if that's the best point of comparison, in my opinion. Because for me, listening to, to Portals was like, oh, this is kind of like Grimes. This is kind of like what Grimes has been doing for the last couple of records yeah. since Art Angels. And instead of going into like this weird... like transhumanist like eco-fascism it's just like kind of like uh kinder mm. like there's some really like there's a some venom on this record for sure yeah but it's um it's a little bit more hopeful it's a little more introspective i know I'm using these words a couple times but it's just like this contrast like they're both they both dabble in some of the same aesthetics they both sing with a lisp yeah i mean and i i can't really say shit about that because i speak with a lisp um <laughs> but i like belly martinez a lot more than grinds because she didn't like get knocked up by like the world's worst poster <laughs> and hopes that maybe one day she can die on mars yeah the be the first woman disrespected on mars <laughs> You know, like the worst thing Melanie Martinez has done that I can think of is that like 
there's a $400 like VIP package. And one of the things you can do is like have a view taken with you in like a AI of her. Oh geez. Which yeah. is okay. Yeah. Capitalism ruins everything. <laughs> doesn't it? folks? <laughs> that's yeah. like, that's like the worst thing I can say about her right now. It's like, man, that we'll take it. Yeah. yeah compared yeah. to like that compared to like Grimes and like all like, you know, you, there's something that's a little greedy and a little yeah, sure. You are signed to a major label, you know. Yeah, it kind of comes with the territory. I think at a certain point, like. But otherwise, otherwise, it's great. Go listen. Yeah. To, go listen to the record. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, based uh, on your recommendation last week, I started listening to it. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Had, had a lot of fun with it. This two old guys for <laughs> for, for uh, listening to the music that's meant for like kids that have shaved off their eyebrows. <laughs> it's hey, you know. My girlfriend was like texting me. She's like, "Hey, just make sure no girls with septum piercings try to mm-hmm. and daddy issues try to take you home." And I'm like, "I don't think I got yeah. what they need." No, <laughs> like, no, <I>? no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't have anything nearly that exciting as far yeah. as uh, the breath mint this week. I've really been laying low. I'm still enjoying our flag means death. Taika YTT did show up as Blackbeard in it. Yeah, which is fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> It's fine. Did I, did I kind of ruin it for you? No, I don't. I don't think that necessarily ruined it for me. But I did. I, I did kind of go into those next few episodes after we talked and be like, "Well, I guess it's all right." Does it get better? It stays very much in that same tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one thing that really does improve is that you spend more time with the characters. They go through some changes. There's a Leslie Jones extended cameo that then she becomes kind of a sort of a regular. Uh, yeah. Fred Armisen is is in it as well. Does he play an instrument? No, he's oh. a bartender. So thankfully that that Gosh, we avoided so that. Uh, there's a Tim Heidecker uh, cameo. <laughs> uh, oh, Will, I, I see we're on this boat. Uh, wow. <laughs> Will Arnett shows up in it for an episode. So there's some. Wow, I'm on this boat. <laughs> Actually, that is pretty much the, the character. He was. But uh, <laughs> there's a great episode where the it's uh, uh, Nick Kroll and Kristen Schaal as. Wow, these, I'm on this boat. Yeah. Uh, I'm Christopher Walken on this. I'm just <laughs> Nick Kroll and Kristen Shaw are are this aristocratic couple that invites them. They get an invite. You're lucky to the, I can't do a Christian Shaw voice. <laughs> We're on this boat. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, wow, there's wow, there's sure wacky things going on this boat. <laughs> so they, so the, what's a homosexual? Right. So the, the crew. <laughs> The crew of the Revenge winds up on the boat and they scam all the rich people and accidentally start a fire and leave them all to die. So that was a nice moment. Okay, actually, that was I good. I was good. So you know, there's just some there's some real goofy stuff, um, but it, it, the tone kind of stays relatively the same. It's it's this kind of uh, positive core thing where I don't know. There's there's moments of darkness and there's some really cool character moments and I think. It's not nearly as gay as people make it out to be, but it certainly does have a few moments where you're like, oh, okay, I've never seen that on a pirate uh, thing before. That's kind of neat. Yeah, sure. But it's not it's not the whole identity of the show. I do like some of the, the comic sensibility and just kind of this real dry... But then there's gross-out shit, like somebody cuts his own finger off, and like there's just yeah. some weird, you know... So it kind of vacillates there. And then... Speaking of concerts, though, because I, 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 at random, my wife goes, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> she says, what do you want to do this weekend? I said, I don't know. She goes, well, you know, Tori Amos is playing. And I have not seen Tori Amos 
in about 20 years. Wow. Uh, and so that was around the... No, actually, I didn't even go to that show. My wife went to that show. I was... I guess I was working or something, but it was the Strange Little Girls Tour where she was doing the album of covers. So it's been quite a while since I've seen her, and she's doing a tour. She's coming through on Friday. I'm very excited to see it. But that led me to revisit what is quite possibly her best album, which is Boys for Pele. Oh, yeah. Uh, just top to bottom, banger record. Uh, can't recommend it enough. My sister played the shit out of that when I was a little kid. Yeah, because it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, I was revisiting some of the newer stuff. Scarlet's Walk was kind of neat. I hadn't really listened to that in a while. I, you know, um, so I've been digging into the Tori Amos catalog from the past several years. Because I think the last one I really spent any kind of time with was was Scarlet's Walk. Yeah. Which, again, some of my, my Tori Head fans out there will, will uh, go, what are you doing? That got me thinking. And this is a random stray thought that I had, but I had to get it out. I was watching, I was scrolling through TikTok mindlessly as you do. And then I realized, oh shit, I subscribed to Tori Amos's uh, TikTok. Apparently she has one. <laughs> and and she's getting wheeled out from backstage in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Apparently she hurt her foot on some tour stop. She's getting wheeled out from backstage, big glasses on. Uh, she's, you know, in her 50s now. And I was like, oh, is that Tony Collette? Because <laughs> I didn't realize what I, didn't realize what I was doing. Jesus Christ, man! Well, that's not an insult. That's just like, but like, but like, your brain's trying to put the two yeah, connections together, and that's yeah. like the first thing that fired. And you're like, well, I guess I had just recently like seen Hereditary, or something. I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> about, amazing. I was thinking about Tony Collette, but yeah, like, and then I thought, oh man, if they ever do a Tori Amos biopic, you gotta get Tony Collette. You gotta ever commit. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I haven't been to. Like a big show since we saw Ani DeFranco. Yeah. Which has been a good six months or so. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's been a while. I don't go to shows, you know? Like, you and I went to Jeffy and the Sunken Heads, and we went, you know, um, we might be going to the mall. Um, uh, well, um, that's MS Paint. MS Paint, sorry. MS Paint, yeah. Pink Strap. Uh, Oscillator Sync's going to be here, which I haven't okay. seen them in for a Ever. I think they're actually playing that Sunday. So they're playing on the 23rd. They're, double, they're doubling up, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a really good two days for Synth Punk in St. Louis. For sure. Um, but yeah, like I haven't been to a show in a while, or a big show in a while. And and, and we're, we're going to Stiefel, which I have, nice. it, that's that's one that I haven't, I don't think I've been there since, God, I can't even think. Like it's, been, it's been early 2000s. Because... Um, I, I originally thought, oh, it was, that's where I saw Deftones. I'm like, no, that was the American Theater. It was a different place. Oh, man, the American Theater was so cool. It was. Uh, that's also where I saw Third Eye Blind and Smoking Popes opened. It was a very Damn. odd show. Damn. Yeah. I only ever saw Megadeth. Oh, well, hell. Yeah, you got one up on me on there. I, yeah, I, it was I, the Risk Tour. So that was kind of like the tail end of good Megadeth as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. That, and then I've been dicking around with the Portal 2 multiplayer. Yeah, uh, my son got into Portal, beat the whole first game, and then I was like, "Oh, your old man is pretty good at these. Why don't we?" It's the first time I played the Portal Two multiplayer. Never really had anybody to play with, so I'm playing with my 13 year old son. It's yeah. a fucking hoot. 
if you need the Portal 2 multiplayer, it's really fun, especially if you got two people who kind of know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Being, <laughs> okay, awesome. and, then, and then you got to go, okay, now we got to go through here. You make a portal there. You should. It's a, so, are you guys doing like couch co op? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sitting right where you are, and then I'm over on the other one, and, then, and he's got the keyboard, and I got the controller. Awesome. We're, we're just got, like, we're projecting on the wall, and we're just doing the big. Uh, oh, it's great. It's real fun. Highly recommend to anybody who needs a couch co-op game that they can play with either their significant other or their kid. It works either way. It's it's, it's automatically in girlfriend mode, folks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> especially because, you know, because you know how Portal is. Like, there's no lives. There's no mm-hmm. real failure state. It's As long as you can figure out the puzzle, you can get through the level. Re- remember, folks, the cake is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, though. Uh, and so <laughs> that was a lot of fun, though. I, I really like finding games I can I can play with them because most of the time I'll try to play something. I go, oh, yeah, either it's a single player or like it's Mortal Kombat and he's 13. I'm like, oh, all the blood and the gore and the oh. you probably play the older ones. He has actually via emulation. We, we have the first yeah. three. And, yeah, the, the newer ones, though, they're pretty graphic oh yeah i was playing the other day grabbed mortal kombat 11 for like eight bucks and it had all the characters and stuff and i'm like okay well it's eight bucks that's fine and i'm like this is fucking gross (laughs) (laughs) they don't really uh hold back like this is what people thought it was of the 90s like it's now finally caught up to its reputation like jesus christ what congress thought in 93 yeah (laughs) joe lieberman telling you this is a virtual murder simulator Uh, kids are gonna play this game and they're gonna kill themselves and their parents yeah, well, and we need them for our military. We can't have them doing that. Well, yeah, there there was that, but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Joe Lieberman seems like a guy that would have like an inflation fetish. There, yeah, I I think Bill Hicks had it right. It was like there's no one that there's no one that far right that doesn't have some sort of dirty secret. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's something repressed about them. Loves pine cones rubbed on the soles of his feet. <laughs> He's just, you know, he's got a. He's, he's listening. He's listening to the Mash soundtrack. <laughs> Suicide painless. <laughs> well, that about uh, does it for the show. Let's let's tell everybody where they can find us online and, and send us all a nice congratulations message for our, our one year of, of doing whatever this is. Can, can you send me the Daniel Pearl video? But he's Please, wearing a party for hat. the love of God. <laughs> Instead of his neck falling back, he's blowing out cake. <laughs> you know what? I, I just paid mid-journey some money. Let me see if I can find that for you. Right. Make it up for you. Daniel Pearl at Tenman Square. <laughs> Anyways. What would that even look like? I don't, you know, that, well, that's what, that's we got, for mid-journey to figure out. That's for mid-journey yeah. to figure out. Yeah, that's not... Uh, if you want to uh, harass me on the internet, uh, you can find me at iShotGeeDubor. That's I-S-E-D-U-B-O-R. If you want to send me death threats or harass me on the internet, you can find me at iShotGeeDubor. That's I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to check out my um, photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out my foes and words, hey, hey. musicphotographer.com. 
Uh, I don't know if I have any other good pluggables right now, Jason. I'm going to turn it over to you. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and various other places as Video Crime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. That includes Twitter, Blue Sky, and whatever else you can probably think of. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram as at LaserGooseCEO. You can also contact the show. This is the big one. We want to hear from you. 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-POO. That's right. If you want to spell with your telephone, please give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think about the past year of the program. Or uh, just you know, leave me a death threat. I don't know. But uh, you can also send us emails. Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. At four eight minutes dogs barking dot com, Jason at four eight minutes dogs barking dot com, and I have uh, the Joey's World Tour episode. <laughs> we mentioned him at the top of the show. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to cut it up as best I can. I'll put it on the Patreon, patreon.com slash 48minutesdogs. Come get your hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a very early episode, so it is very rough, but I will uh, I'll give you what we got. Patreon supporters only. So um, that's going to be yeah, one of those things. Check so. out them five bucks. Yep. Hope oh. you got five bucks. <laughs> exactly right. Well, uh, this is the part of the program we play some music. We'll take you out. Right here is a group that I just found out about called Uranium Club. Oh, yeah. What are they about? There's some weird avant garde shit, and that's the kind of thing that I'm really into. This here's song, That Clown's Got a Gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which seems, you know, thematic. This is where we say namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The cycle with a twist At 8 a.m. the bomb was dropped at Tetris Find pleasure there Night away My mind enslaved His mercy can't be topped I find Wrecking the 